to this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, the PBWF, presented by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. Joining me, as always, is the young buck, Mr. Andy York. Andy, we are at week 15 of this thing. We just keep rolling, man. We do, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and we, you know... Last week, I definitely said it was a filler episode, and I went back and listened to it, and it felt like a filler episode in, really? in some in some regards. But uh, I finally started to put some pieces together, and okay. so it's it's going to be a lot of fun this week. See, I don't think it was filler. I thought it was good, but you know, that's you must have higher standards. Than oh, I, I do. Yeah, I don't know. That's the, that's the thing. Is like I hold myself to a higher standard than anybody else will hold me to a higher standard. So that's true. Yeah, but it's it's you know that's that's how we get better is we, right. we keep ourselves accountable. So and you know not all of my shows have been home runs either. Today's might not be a home run, but <laughs> you never know. Um, so give us some feedback if you think we're good doing filler shows or home run shows. It doesn't matter at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you give us a follow and subscribe wherever you find your podcast because that is where you will find the PBWF exclusive. Audio version, no video version. If you want the video version, we do a weekly show on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. That way you get our thoughts on the current product. And clearly we can talk about the current product because somebody in every company is listening to us. Exactly. Because they're booking everything they that we're doing. They are. The only thing we haven't booked is the Sami Zayn thing with the bloodline. And, you know, I don't think I would have predicted what, what they're doing no, that anyway. That's but true. Other than that, yeah, they're, somebody's listening to some of the stuff we're doing for sure. Jeff Jarrett showed up. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. And uh, Wardlow and FTR. I'm telling you, I'm going back to Wardlow and FTR every single time because I did that first, and now Wardjo, which you know, right? They're not together in my in my world, but they're right. they're still together. They're still so, together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, they're listening to us for sure. Um, that being <laughs> said, let's get right to it, man. Revolution is up first this week. Thirty minutes on the clock, and. Let's get set up here. Okay. Da, 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 da. Can you see right there? Yep. I'm there. good with that. All right. 30 minutes on the clock. Here we go. No opening package again this week as we open with a shot of all the superstars gathered around the ring as I think it could be time for another State of the Revolution <laughs> Address. I guess we were right. Here we go. Our GM making his way out. On commentary, Corey Graves says, Well, I hope the first thing he addresses is the women's title picture because Carmella still hasn't gotten a fair shake. JBL says, Corey, I don't know what show you've been watching, but she's had several opportunities recently and she cannot get it done. Corey says, John, I don't need you throwing shade over there. I know what I see, and I see that Carmella hasn't been treated fairly and something needs to be done about it. Steve Austin grabs the microphone and he says, Welcome to tonight's episode of Revolution. And as you can see, I've gathered everyone here because I found it to be as good a time as any to address the roster since we've had some issues recently. The first order of business is Roman Reigns. For the last two weeks, our former world champion has decided that he doesn't want to come to work. And for that, he's been fined $100,000, and I've demanded that he show up tonight. Now, Usos, you're out here. You're scheduled for a match tonight. Where is he? 
Usos look at Austin, and they kind of shrug their shoulders, saying they don't know. You don't know, huh? Well, somebody has to know. Oh. Well, maybe that that maybe that's a good sign. Music is playing, but again, no Roman Reigns. Wait, here. Oh, no, that's just Paul Heyman. Here comes Heyman. He has a microphone. The booze rain down. Mr. Austin, I've been ordered to inform you that your tribal chief will not be here tonight. Austin says, what? I said your tribal. What? Roman Reigns is not coming tonight. Austin says, oh, really? Well, you should know something, Mr. Heyman. You can tell Mr. Reigns that he better show up at the pay-per-view in two weeks. I'll give him next week to think about it. He better show up for the pay-per-view, and if he doesn't, he is in breach of his contract and will be fired. Heyman's jaw hits the floor. Austin says, Paul, you can excuse yourself on out of here because I have other business to take care of. We have some other great matches coming up at our pay-per-view living on the edge. It has been made official for the first time ever. Sting will go one-on-one with Cody Rhodes. And for the world, have you... (laughs) Poor Snow Cold. (laughs) Well, we noticed that the major players weren't around the ring with everybody else. I guess they had their reason. Here comes Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, Brian Myers, and Smart Mark Sterling making their way out here. Cardona's got a mic, and he says, Steve... Before you go any further, I want to know what you're going to do about last week. I heard Fish and O'Reilly are in the number one contenders match tonight. I think they should be stripped of that chance after what they did to me last week, costing me the world championship. Austin says, well, Matt, things just aren't going to work out that way because they were just fighting off the go- your goons from getting involved. Matt says, Steve, you see it one way and I see it another, <laughs> but regardless... That title's mine, and I want my shot. Austin says, well, Matt, that's just too bad. Because now you're in the back of the line. Because you lost the championship, and you lost the rematch. I honestly don't know if you're ever going to get a shot at the title again. And Cardona says, what? Are you kidding me? You can't do that. Austin says, you better believe I can, and I just did. Now back to other matters, but Cardona is enraged. He jumped Steve Austin. What is he doing? Matt Cardona is attacking our general manager. Brian Myers, Smart Mark, and Chelsea, they really don't know what to do. They're trying to pull Matt off, but he is just so full of rage, he shoves him to the side, continues his assault on Steve Austin. Finally, security heads into the ring. The rest of the superstars don't want anything to do with this. Security is trying to break it up, but Cardona's attacking them as well. There seems to be too many. They finally get Cardona restrained and taken out of here. Trainers and EMTs are down to check on our general manager as we head to commercial break. Wow. We're backstage now, and Caleb Braxton is trying to get a word with Steve Austin, but he is surrounded by medical personnel. One of them approaches Kayla and says that our general manager is in no condition to talk. He's officially being evaluated for a concussion, and he needs his space. The doctors say they will give an update as soon as one is available. We cut to the ring, and already out there are three teams who will compete at the shot for the tag team titles at Living on the Edge. In the ring, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, the Usos, and the team of Baron Corbin and Lance Archer. 
The bell sounds and we are underway. O'Reilly and Jimmy Uso are the legal men to kick us off here. Very fast-paced action, as you would expect. Jimmy's off the ropes. Big flying heel kick by O'Reilly. We haven't really seen Fish and O'Reilly compete in quite some time, so maybe some ring rust are trying to work off here. O'Reilly's got Jimmy down, going for the heel hook, but Jimmy crawls to the closest corner and he tags in Baron Corbin. Now, keep in mind, you can tag anybody at any time, but only two men are legal at once. Corbin comes in. O'Reilly charges at him. Corbin goes for a clothesline. O'Reilly ducks off the ropes. Corbin catches him. Deep six. First cover of the match. A one count, but both Usos are in to break it up. The action starts breaking down. Bobby Fish and Lance Archer get in the ring. All six men are going at it. The action eventually spills to the outside of the ring. Meanwhile, the Usos sneak back in, hit the ropes, double house show dive over the top, but they're caught in midair by both Corbin and Archer. Huge double choke slam to the Usos on the floor. They're in a bad way as we head to commercial break. Whew. We are back <laughs> in this triple threat match, and the winners earning a shot at Santana and Ortiz and the Revolution tag titles at our next pay-per-view. We're towards the tail end here. Archer and Bobby Fish are legal. Archer is using his size to wear down Bobby Fish, but Fish is making a comeback, using that combat style to back up Archer in the corner. Blind tag is made by Jimmy Uso, but neither man saw it. Fish comes out of the corner, charges back in, big boot by Archer. But as Archer is trying to catch his breath in the corner, Jimmy climbs up on his shoulders. Uso splash to Bobby Fish. They cover one, two, but Corbin is in to break it up. Corbin drags Fish over to his corner. He tags himself in. So we got Corbin and Jimmy Uso now legal in the match. Corbin grabs Jimmy, trying to hit the end of days. Jimmy flips out, hits a super kick that rocks Corbin. Jay comes in, super kick, rocks Corbin as well, but they don't take him down. They line up for a double super kick, but here comes Archer. Big double clothesline, taking down the Usos. Archer turns around, Fish is up. O'Reilly's in, double flying leg sweep. O'Reilly turns around, gets hit, end of days by Baron Corbin. Fish gets up, Olympic slam to Baron Corbin. Fish turns around, though, 1D by the Usos. Lance Archer is back in here, grabs Jay Uso, chucks him to the outside. Archer turns around, hit with a super kick by Jimmy Uso. Jimmy with another one, but Archer catches his foot, spins him around, picks him up, blackout in the center of the ring. Archer grabs Corbin to roll him on top. The ref goes for the count. One, two. Jay Uso, big splash from the top rope onto Corbin. Rolls Jimmy on top. One, two, three. That is it. The Usos have earned a tag team title shot. Archer and Corbin cannot believe what has just happened. But we will see the Usos against Santana and Ortiz at the pay-per-view. Cut backstage to Kayla Braxton in the interview interview area where she starts to run down the card for the night, but she notices somebody in the shadows. It's Miz. He's just sitting there between two road cases in the back. His dress shirt is half untucked, not looking very well kept up like he normally would. Very bum A Corbin style. Kayla asks him what's going on and says she's never seen him like this before. And Miz says, well, Kayla, I'll tell you what's going on. My wife has kicked me out of the house for the time being. (laughs) Corbin and Archer decided they didn't want anything to do with me anymore. I thought I was just doing right by everybody, but I guess not. I mean, I just can't seem to win a match no matter who I face. I just need a break. I need something to go my way. And then Miz's phone rings. He answers and he says, what do you want? There's a pause. He says, yeah, this is Miz. Who are you bothering me at this time? 
And the look on his face turns to shock. And he says, wait, you're who? No way. This can't be real. Really? Miss stands up and suddenly he starts to smile. He continues and he says, oh, really? Well, that that would be great. Next week? Of course. That's perfect. All right. We're going to talk soon. Miss hangs up and Kayla says, what what was that all about, Miss? He says, Kayla, just when I needed something to go my way, it does. You and the rest of the world will find out next week. As Miz tucks in his shirt, runs his hands through his hair, smiles, and he walks off. Don't know what the meaning of that was, but we have to take a commercial break. (laughs) We are back, and we're at the commentary table, and we have just received word from our medical personnel that Steve Austin does indeed have a concussion. Thanks to the attack from Matt Cardona earlier tonight, he will not be returning to the arena tonight, and we hope to have more news in the coming days. But right now, it is time for tag team action. Here comes Alexa Bliss and Candice LeRae, the Poison Pixies. One set of best friends here, gonna take on another. First up, the hot mess, Chelsea Green. As Chelsea's making her entrance, we see a split screen, and on the other camera is in the gorilla position. Britt Baker's about to make her entrance, but there's security everywhere. They're trying to hold Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler back as they are trying to get to the champ. As Britt's music hits, she yells for security to keep them away. Here she comes to the ring. She meets Chelsea on the ramp. They head to the ring together. The bell sounds, and we are underway. Champ is legal here with Alexa Bliss. Britt is trying to overpower Alexa, but Alexa's using her quickness off the ropes. Big crossbody taking down the champ, but Britt rolls through, picks up Alexa. Fall away slam. Shades of Razor Ramon on that one. Alexa Bliss trying to get up. Britt measures her, going for the stomp. Alexa out of the way. Rolls up Britt. One, two, kick out. Alexa charges in, going for a Luthes press, but Britt catches her, puts her in position, Air raid crash by Britt Baker. Alexa's struggling to get up, but this time Britt hits the stomp. She's calling for the black glove, but from the entranceway, here comes Charlotte Flair. Followed closely by security, they are holding her back. Britt goes to the outside of the ring to tell Charlotte to bring it on as we head to commercial break. We are back, and Britt and Chelsea have just been dominating this match. They're double-teaming Candace in the corner. She desperately needs to make a tag. Britt looks like she's going to pick Candace up for a powerbomb. Picks her up. Candace goes behind. Sunset flip. One, two, kick out. Britt charges in. Big drop kick by Candace. Candace is crawling towards Alexa, but there's a stomp by Chelsea Green from out of nowhere. Britt rolls over to make the cover. One, two, shoulder up by Candace. Britt drags her to the corner, sits Candace up on the top turnbuckle, goes up to meet her, goes to put Candace on her back, looking for that avalanche air raid crash, but Candace fights out, hooks Britt, Miss LeRae's wild ride, devastating neck breaker from the top rope. Both women are crawling. Both women make the tag. Alexa and Chelsea Green are legal. Luthes pressed by Alexa, connecting this time. She is pounding away on Chelsea Green. Alexa going for that signature handspring knee drop, rolls through, flips back, and delivers the double knees. Alexa picks her up, going for the DDT. Chelsea shoves her back to the ropes, hits Alexa with a huge pump kick. 
Chelsea picks up Alexa, drags her to the corner, grabs her arm, the foot stomp to the back, shoving her face right into the bottom turnbuckle. Britt is back up on the apron. The two women are celebrating. All of a sudden, Charlotte is back, and Shayna Baszler's not too far behind. The security is trying to hold these women back, but from behind, Alexa drop kicks Chelsea. Chelsea hits Britt, knocking her off the apron. Chelsea turns around. Goddess DDT, one, two, three. Alexa Bliss and Candice LeRae picking up the big win. They get out of Dodge. Somehow, Shayna Baszler has made it through the pack. She is attacking Britt Baker. She said last week she wanted Britt at her best, but I guess she's changed her mind. Security is trying to restore order here. We have got to take a commercial break. We are back, and Kayla Braxton introduces the death triangle. Andrade makes his entrance. Of course, alongside of him is Zelina Vega, Penta El Cedro Miedo, and Ray Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers. They step in the ring. Kayla begins to ask a question. Zelina grabs the mic and says, beat it, sister. We got this. <laughs> first things first, Stone Cold is gone for the rest of the night, but we have a bone to pick with him as to why Penta and Phoenix were not included in the triple threat match earlier. They're more deserving than anybody for those titles. And speaking of those tag titles... Bully Ray, your little comment last week about the most dominant faction, you guys are going to need to watch your back. As far as the Intercontinental title goes, I know we're supposed to have these championship contenders matches, but let's be honest, that hasn't worked out well for any of these guys. I mean, we're getting has-beens like Christian trying to win the title. Just proves there's no competition on this brand. Uh-oh. That is the music of the rated R superstar Edge, and Christian is right with him. Edge has a microphone, and he says, well, I haven't gotten a shot, and I'm competition. The crowd starts going crazy, and Zelina says, all right, all right, settle down. You can't just waltz in here and demand a match. you got to earn it. I mean, that's what we do on Revolution, right? Since our general manager is not here, I'll make my own rules. Edge, you and Christian get in here and face Penta and Phoenix. And if you guys win, Edge, you can have a shot at the Intercontinental title. But here's the deal. That stipulation doesn't matter, Edge. You're not going to win this match anyway. The challenge has been laid out. Edge and Christian are nodding their heads. I guess we're going to have this match when we return from commercial break. What segment are you on? Seven. Oh, you're good. Mm, I should be okay. We're back. This match is already in progress. Edge and Penta are the legal men. And remember the last time these two teams faced off, stereo Canadian destroyers from these guys. <laughs> Edge and Christian advance to the finals of the tag tournament. We'll see how this one shakes out, though. Edge whips Penta to the turnbuckle, follows him in. Penta puts its head on the top turnbuckle, handstand style, and then catches Edge backstabber. What a move. Edge somehow crosses the corner, tags in Christian. Christian charges him. Penta shoots him to the buckle. Christian scales up to the second, going for that leaping crossbody. Penta catches him with a drop kick in midair. The cover, one, two, kick out. Penta tags Phoenix in, though. Penta grabs Christian in the package pile driver. Phoenix with a drop kick on the way down. This could be it. The cover, one, two. Edge is in to make the save, and the fight is on with these four guys. Edge knocks Penta to the outside of the ring, and meanwhile, Phoenix doing his triple 
jump springboard moonsault thing <laughs> takes Christian down with the arm drag, but as soon as he gets up, spear by Edge. Spear onto Ray Phoenix. Christian crawls over for the cover, but Zelina Vega is up distracting the referee. Meanwhile, from behind, Andrade gets in. Hammerlock DDT on Edge. Hammerlock DDT on Christian. Andrade rolls Phoenix over Christian, but about that time, referee turns around. He sees Andrade in the ring. Referee points at Andrade. Points at Zelina Vega, and he throws them out. The crowd is going crazy. They've been tossed out. We're going to see a fair matchup right after this commercial break. We are back. It's the conclusion of this match. Penta and Christian are the legal men, both of them struggling to their feet, trying to gain an advantage. Penta shoots Christian to the buckle, follows him in. Christian goes to backdrop Penta over, but Penta hooks Christian's head with his leg, spins him around. Canadian Destroyer, what a move by Penta. The cover, one, two, shoulder up by Christian. How did he get out of that? Penta can't believe it. Penta tags in Phoenix. They're going for that package pile driver dropkick combo. But Christian, somehow, he turns it into a roll-up. But Penta's not legal, so the ref's not counting. Phoenix breaks it up. Christian stands up. Phoenix does the forward roll, going for the cutter. But Christian catches him, turns it into a kill switch in the center of the ring. But Christian, he just can't get over to make the cover. He's close to his corner, though. He tags in Edge. Here comes Edge, knocking Penta off the apron. Lines up for a spear on Phoenix, charges in. Phoenix with a leapfrog, edge straight into the turnbuckle. Phoenix is going for the triple jump springboard again, but in midair, spear by edge. One, two, three. Edge and Christian have found a way to get it done here. And I guess we'll wait to hear from Steve Austin about that intercontinental title match. But for now, we have to take a commercial break. <laughs> All right. We are back and we she we see she see a shot of the backstage <laughs> hallway. But the camera's really unsteady. And we see Bobby Roode get right up against the camera and he says, All right, James, you got it? All right, look at this chump. And you can see in the distance Dolph Ziggler is looking down at his phone. Bobby says, Let's go see what we can do. The camera, obviously operated by James Storm here, is right over the shoulder of Rube, but you can see Ziggler hasn't looked up from his phone yet. Rube bumps into him, making him drop his phone. He says, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, 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 hey, Dolph, how's it going, man? How's the family? Dolph says, oh, knock it off. Come on. We both know that you don't care about me or my family, especially since you found this joker on the streets. And you can hear Storm say, hey, you need to shut your mouth, boy. Ziggler says, or what? Suddenly the camera drops. Beer money starts mugging Ziggler. And you can see still in the camera frame, here comes Santana and Ortiz. Aces and eights are just beating down Dolph Ziggler in the back. Finally, officials come to restore some order as we cut to the ring. Mike Rome announces that it is time for our main event. It's a triple threat match to determine Adam Cole's challenger at the next pay-per-view. Bro. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this guy's still hanging around here. Matt Riddle. He's going to get an opportunity. We cut to a split screen where you see Randy Orton watching on a backstage monitor. You got to wonder what's going through his mind with what happened with him and Riddle a couple of weeks ago. Oh my goodness, wow. 
for the first time recently. There, there he is when his music hit. Tommaso Ciampa walks out, but he just he looks very stoic, very unemotional. Not, not sure what that's about. <laughs> My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, we were not told who these competitors would be ahead of this ahead of the match. We haven't seen this guy in a couple weeks. Daniel Bryan, Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle. Triple threat match for a shot at Adam Cole coming up after this commercial break. We are back in the bell sounds. This one's underway. The three men are sizing each other up here. Champa dips out to the floor, though. Riddle and Brian start grappling. Matt wrestling, showing off their skills. Brian breaks free, gets Riddle set up. Yes, kicks. He starts landing them, and the crowd is right with him. Brian winds up for the last one, misses. Riddle shoots him off the ropes. Champa dives in. Big knee to the face of Daniel Bryan as he turns as he's off the ropes. Champa turns around. RKO by Matt Riddle. First cover <laughs> of the match. One, two, kick out by Champa. Riddle sets up Champa for his own style of kicks. Champa catches one. Dragon screw taking down Matt Riddle. And Champa just starts stomping. On the original bro, picks him up, setting him up for the fairy tale ending. But before he can pick him up, Daniel Bryan comes in, the flying knee to Champa. He goes for the cover, but Riddle breaks it up right at one. Riddle and Champa spill to the outside of the ring as they start to go at it. Here comes Bryan, Tope Suicida, taking them both out through the ropes to the outside. What a move as we take our last commercial break. We're back. We're at the tail end of this match. Daniel Bryan has Champa and Riddle in both corners, and he's doing those signature running drop kicks. Finally, Bryan charges at Riddle. Riddle connects with a big knee to the face that staggers Bryan back. He turns around. Big clothesline by Tommaso Champa. Now Champa and Riddle start to square off. They're trading blows for a minute. That gives Bryan time to recover. He heads to the top rope. Double missile drop kick, taking both guys out. Brian heads back to the top rope, flying headbutt on Tommaso Ciampa. But Riddle grabs Brian. Bro, Derek, the cover one, two, kick out by Brian. Ciampa grabs Riddle. Again, he's trying to set up for the fairytale ending, but Riddle reverses. Gets the bro mission on Ciampa. He's got it locked in. This brings out the aces and eights, though. Santana, Ortiz, Storm, and Root are out here. They start beating down Matt Riddle and Daniel Bryan. There's nothing the ref can do about it. This is no disqualification in a triple threat match. Uh-oh. Here comes Randy Orton sprinting to the ring. Aces and eights go out to meet him, but he, he's fighting them all off. Randy Orton is taking it to aces and eights. He somehow takes out all four guys. Uh, the crowd is going crazy. This is this is insane. Randy Orton just took out all four guys. He looks up. Matt Riddle's in the ring. They make eye contact. Riddle smiles, gives him a big thumbs up. Randy just has his Randy look. <laughs> Riddle turns around. Big knee by Champa. Follows it up. Project Champa, the cover. One, two, three. Tommaso Champa is your new number one contender. He's going to face Adam Cole at the pay per view. The rest of Aces and Eights, Bully Ray, Taz, Cross, and Scarlet, they walk right by Randy Orton. Head to the ring to celebrate with Champa, And for the first time, you can see a little bit of a smile on the face of Tommaso Champa. What a crazy turn of events. 
We will see you guys next week on Revolution. Wow. Uh, poor Stone Cold. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that is poor Stone Cold. Man can't yeah, catch a break. I know. Uh, I liked it. It was a really good episode. Um, Andrade and Death Triangle. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the main event was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a, a random triple threat I did not expect, but it... I, Thing about those three guys together in a ring, the match would be fantastic. So, sure it would. So that, that was that was a great well, like, choice. Well, like last week when I announced that I was doing the triple threat, I was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I need to find a way to get Adam Cole a challenger because he's not really like Cardona's kind of gone, so right. he's not really in a storyline. Roman Reigns, who knows where he is? Right. So I was like, okay, how do I get him a challenger? Oh, I'll just have a match and the winner will face him. And then I start to go book it, and I was like, who am I going to put in this match? And then I see these three, because everybody else is sort of involved in right, something. You know, right. They can't really be in the match. And I was like, well, this will work. Yeah. This, this will be yeah. cool. I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've Champa and Cole for the title is perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Uh, Cody and Sting, I'm very, very excited for to see that. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So it was a great show. Thanks, great man. Show. appreciate it. it was, it's, I thought it was going to go a little longer than that, but... But it worked out. Yeah. Uso's getting a shot now. Yeah. Poor Stone Cold. Poor Stone Cold. And what is up with the Miz? I, yeah, that's that's I have my theories. I'm gonna keep them to myself just in okay. case they're they're, they're true. But Please I'm gonna do. keep them to myself. But I have I have some theories. You probably know where I'm headed with that. But <laughs> I it, might. I but might it, not. But it'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Over to the mayhem brand now. We will put 30 minutes on the clock in just a second. Here we go. All right. All right. Whenever you are ready. <laughs> the crack in the system. They paint me a villain. I'm back with a vengeance like I'm a god. I can't be defeated. I am the reason. I am the source. I got a legion. The battle is mine. Do want to believe in. Break down the walls. Open the doors. It's hunting season. This is what I am. I'm causing mayhem. Heaven to hell. Freedom of jail. I will prevail. Crush the head of a snake. I'm in the field. Shopping the steel. I am the I am the man. Yeah. This world is mine for the sake. Never give it up. Never give it up. I am the Hello everyone and welcome to PBWF Mayhem. I am Michael Cole. Joined by Pat McAfee, and we have a packed show for you tonight. John Cena is issuing another open challenge. Finn Balor is in action tonight, and Wardlow is getting his revenge against Samoa Joe inside of a steel cage and more. But first, we are starting off with our world champion. John Moxley is making his way to the ring. His opponent is already in the ring. Xavier Woods is waiting for him <laughs> as John Moxley is making his way to the ring. He is determined 
to show CM Punk that he means business as they head into their fight at Let's Rumble in a couple of weeks. He makes his way through the crowd. Mox is rolling in the ring, tosses the championship to Justin Roberts, and immediately plants Woods with a paradigm shift. The ref rings the bell. Moxley keeps the hold, rolls through, hits another one. He pulls Woods up and nails him with a GTS out of nowhere, covers them one, two, three. John Moxley gets an easy win tonight. All business here from John Moxley, but he immediately calls for a microphone. He grabs the microphone and he says, Punk, I hope you're watching. I hope you realize what you're getting into. Punk, this isn't just a hobby. This is just a hobby to you. Something you can do until you aren't happy about it and then walk away. But this is my life. This is my blood. This is what I do. Moxley starts violently punching himself over and over and over again, busting himself open. He says, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to keep this. I'm doing whatever it takes to defend this business. And if that means taking out an old, washed-up child like yourself, then I won't stop until I end you. And at Let's Rumble, you're going to realize that your mouth has written a check that your body isn't capable of cashing. Throws the microphone down. Plants Woods with another paradigm shift before he rolls out of the ring. Strong words from our world champion, John Moxley. This feud between Punk and Moxley is heating up each and every week. But ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, we have Wardlow seeking his revenge against Samoa Joe inside of a steel cage as we cut to commercial break. Poor Woods. <laughs> I have nobody else to squash on my roster. <laughs> Poor New Day. They're fine. Uh, we come back from commercial break and we see an SUV rolling up to the arena and out steps Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and the Good Brothers smiling and laughing with one another as they make their way into the arena. <laughs> And here comes Samoa Joe to the ring by himself. No Kevin Owens, no Triple H, just Samoa Joe making his way down to the ring for this epic war because Revision has been banned from ringside from this match. If they get involved in any way, uh, Triple H is going to be fined heavily and Kevin Owens is going to be fired if this takes place. So both wow. men have been banned from ringside. As Samoa Joe gets into the ring... This is And if you are a fan of old school big men fighting each other, clashing into each other, this one is for you. Because here comes Wardlow making a beeline to the ring. He's not messing around. He gets in the ring. The referee rings the bell. Samojo charges towards Wardlow, but Joe gets caught with a spine buster right, in the be uh, right from the beginning. Wardlow stands over top of him and just begins to throw forearms over and over and over on Samoa Joe. He lifts Joe up by his neck, throws him headfirst into the steel cage. He grabs Joe again, goes to throw him in the cage again, but this time Joe reverses it, sending Wardlow crashing into the cage. Uh, Samoa Joe tries to get back to himself. He gets on top of Wardlow and begins to return the favor with forearms. Uh, Wardlow tries to cover up, but Joe just busts through and continues to hit him. Joe finally sends Wardlow into the corner, runs toward him, but Wardlow catches him with a boot rocking Samoa Joe. Wardlow jumps to the middle rope, goes for a crossbody, but Samoa Joe casually walks away like he does, crash or Wardlow crashing and burning to the mat. Joe takes advantage, hits a running senton on Wardlow, covers him one, two, Kick out. Can Wardlow get back in this thing? We are going to have to take a commercial break. This match continues next. 
We come back from commercial break, and Samoa Joe is in complete control. During the break, Joe actually busted Wardlow open by throwing him repeatedly into the cage and dragging his face across the cage. Uh, Joe bounces off the ropes and goes for a crossbody, but Wardlow somehow catches him and nails him with a fallaway slam. Both men are down and begin to slowly pull themselves back up to their feet. Joe tries to throw a punch, but Wardlow dodges it and plants Joe with a urinagi. Wardlow cl- uh, goes for the powerbomb, but somehow Joe escapes and locks in the coquina clutch. He has got that thing in tight. Joe is wrenching back, but Wardlow falls backwards, sending Joe into the cage, crashing into the cage, forcing him to let go of the hold. Both men are exhausted. Both men are tired. Joe is up first and sends Wardlow face first into the cage again. Uh, Joe goes for the muscle buster, but as he go, uh, gets him up on his shoulder, Wardlow escapes and lands on his feet. Joe turns around and Wardlow hits him with a huge pop-up powerbomb out of nowhere. Wardlow staggers back into the corner, but quickly walks over, lifts uh, Joe up again, plants him with three straight powerbombs before falling into the cover. One, two, three. Wardlow gets the huge win after a hard-fought battle with Samoa Joe. The cage is being risen, but Wardlow's over at the cage, and he holds it. He is stopping the cage from being raised. He is overpowering the cage. He smiles, grabs Samoa Joe, and sends him flying through the cage. The cage comes crashing down to the floor. Joe goes flying through the cage to the floor. Wardlow screams in the middle of the ring as the rest of the cage is being lifted finally into the air. Wow. We cut backstage and we see MJF making his way to the ring. Remember, he has a match tonight. If he wins, he is the number one contender for whoever wins at Let's Rumble. But who will his mystery opponent be? We find out next. And here comes MJF, and you can hear an audible groan from Pat McAfee on commentary as MJF makes his way to the ring. He finally gets in the ring, and he is yelling down at the ramp, saying, come on, who's my opponent? What's going to happen? Who's my opponent? Pat McAfee grabs a microphone and is standing on top of the announce table, and he says, hey, hey, Maxwell, listen, um, I talked to Regal, and he said that I could actually pick your mystery opponent for tonight. But don't worry, I, I picked someone who will give oh, you a no. fair chance. Oh, no. MJF is standing on the ropes yelling at Pat McAfee, trying to figure out who he picked. And you just see MJF's face drop. Don't forget, MJF and Miro don't really like each other from a couple of weeks ago when MJF attacked Miro from behind. And Miro and McAfee have this weird friendship that they have formed. Miro makes his way to the ring, doesn't get in the ring yet, he walks around, high-fives Pat McAfee before finally getting in the ring. MJF is shocked, MJF is just in the middle of the ring, he finally puts his hands in his, or his head in his hands, and Pat is just standing on the announce table laughing at him. MJF is still yelling at McAfee as the bell rings, uh, but from behind, Miro hits a huge super kick on MJF, rocking him over the top rope. Miro rolls out to, of the ring, grabs MJF, and sends him shoulder first into the steps. Miro high-fives Pat McAfee once again before walking towards MJF, but this time MJF kicks the knee of Miro, sending him face-first into the steel steps. MJF continues to put the boots to Miro uh, in the corner of the ring, uh, in the corner of the steel steps. He grabs Miro and rolls him back into the ring before turning around and is just standing in the face of McAfee, yelling, pointing his finger at him. 
MJF rolls back into the ring, but Miro quickly catches him with a super kick. Miro, uh, MJF bounces off the ropes and eats another super kick before Miro applies the game over, wrenching back. MJF is forced to tap out. MJF has been embarrassed once again by Miro and McAfee. Miro exits the ring quickly. MJF is still lying in the ring. He is knocked out completely as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and MJF is still in the ring. Uh, he is finally starting to come to, and Pat McAfee still has a microphone in his hand. And he gets up from his seat, rolls into the ring, and he stands over top, and he goes, Man, Max, I thought you really had him. I thought you had a fighting chance there. I mean, you were kind of close. Well, close for you. MJF starts to pull himself back up furious, but as he turns around, McAfee drops him with a super kick. McAfee says, Max... We were having fun at first, but now I'm going to make sure that you and everyone else on this roster starts to take, take me seriously. This match between you and I is going to happen. And when I'm finished with you, you can go find a job at Revolution with the other losers like Bully, Charlotte, and Carmella. <laughs> you pick the time and the place, and I will embarrass you once and for all. And McAfee just drops the mic, rolls out of the ring, and simply sits back down at the table. As we cut backstage, we see William Regal stepping out of his office, and he's on the phone. And he says, I'm glad we could work something out, sir. We are very excited to see what you do here at Mayhem. And Renee Young is standing beside him and says, uh, who is that, William? And, Re and he goes, Renee, don't you know it's impolite to eavesdrop on someone's conversation? And she goes, well, Mr. Regal, there are many people who are wondering if we are going to be seeing old or new faces during the Mayhem Rumble. And he says, well, Renee... You never know who is going to show up at something like this. But one thing I will say is that no one is going to be disappointed. <laughs> and we cut somewhere else backstage, and we see the, uh, the women's uh, Mayhem Women's Champion Becky Lynch walking out to the ring. We will hear from our champion next. How much time do I have left? Oh, we are good. You got plans. Oh, we are good. I'm on segment six. Uh, we come back from commercial break. And here comes the man, Becky Lynch, who made a statement last week on Bayley after her match with Jordan Grace, cracking the chair over the back of Bayley, making sure that she knew her place here on the roster. Becky Lynch holds up her title, microphone in hand, and she says, Bayley, 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 nothing has changed with you. You've always needed someone to hold your hand to the top. First it was Sasha, then it was Jordan. And we all know you are nothing without someone being by your side. You aren't on my level. You've never been on my level. Once I found myself, once I found the man, no one in this business was on my level. And at Let's Rumble, you are going to regret everything you said. The man is coming for you. And you will. But from behind, Bailey cracks a steel chair over the back of Becky. She continues to beat the chair over the back of Becky over and over and over again. The chair is completely bent, and there are marks all over the Becky's back. She rolls out of the ring, grabs another steel chair, places it over Becky like Becky did to her last week, sits on it, and she says, Be uh, Becky, you think you are better than me? You think you can overlook me? I've been overlooked my entire career. I've been compared to Sasha, to Charlotte, to you, to Asuka. No one ever took me seriously. So I'm going to make sure that you and everyone else understands that I'm better 
than everyone else on this roster. And I will become the Mayhem Women's Champion. Strong words from the opponent, from the challenger, Bailey. This thing has really heated up over the last couple of weeks. You know there's always some inner rivalries in the four horsewomen, but this seems to have taken it to a new level. Bailey is prepared to go to war with Becky Lynch, but will she be able to get the job done? As the music plays, we cut backstage and we see John Cena walking to the ring. Who will answer his open challenge? We find out next. Come back from commercial break. And the 16-time world champion, the only person so far to declare for the Mayhem Rumble, John Cena is making his way to the ring. And since Big Match John has come to Mayhem, the roster has just felt a little bit bigger now that he's here. Everybody has had to step up their game with these open challenges. But who is going to answer his open challenge to face John Cena? Wait a minute. We know that music. Pete Dunne has answered the open challenge for John Cena. This is a big chance for Pete Dunne to make his name here on Mayhem. We are getting flashbacks to when Sami Zayn challenged John Cena in a similar light a couple years ago in WWE, but we don't talk about other promotions here on Mayhem. But they are, he is making his way out to the <laughs> ring to for this big opportunity to face John Cena. The bell rings. And Cena and Dunn first exchange a handshake before circling around the ring. They tie up. Cena gets control, shoots Dunn off the ropes, and takes him down with a shoulder tackle. But quickly, Dunn takes down Cena by his leg and be before twisting and bending Cena's knee. We know Cena, or we know Pete Dunn does a lot of different joint manipulation. Uh, Cena is in pain, but he continues to apply those different joint manipulation tactics. Dunn grabs Cena's fingers and is going for the snap when he's when he's about to snap his fingers. But Cena throws a hard left-handed punch, rocking Dunn against the ropes. Cena takes a minute to recover before walking over to Pete Dunn. But uh, Pete Dunn drop kicks Cena's knee, draping him over the top or over the ropes. Dunn hits a springboard leg drop, taking him and Cena to the floor. Can Cena get back in this thing as we take a commercial break? We come back from break, and Pete Dunn is still in control. He goes for the bitter end, but Cena reverses it into a swinging DDT, rocking Pete Dunn to the floor, or to the mat. Cena and Dunn slowly pull themselves back up, but Cena starts to hit his comeback move. We're talking shoulder tackle. Shoulder tackle. Dodges the punch. Plants Pete Dunn on his back. He walks over to hit the five-knuckle shuffle. He goes, you can't see me, but Pete Dunn grabs his hand and snaps the fingers of John Cena before he can do anything. Hits a huge X-plex, followed by the bitter end. He covers John Cena. One, two, Cena kicks out the last second. Ooh. Dunn is frustrated, but he stays on the attack. He pulls him up, goes for the bender end again, but wait a minute. Cena reverses it into a Canadian destroyer and directly into an attitude adjustment. He covers him one, two, three. Cena gets the hard-fought victory over Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn really made his name here tonight. Both men very slowly pull themselves back up. They shake their hand, or they shake each other's hands, but then everything goes black. And we cut to the Titan Tron. And from the black, from the darkness, we pick up from the vignette that we uh, dropped off on last week, but it's like a jump scare on the Fiend's face immediately from where we picked up. 
and we see the fiend still in this burnt house or wherever they're at, and the camera pans down slowly to show many different items from past rivals. The first is Cena's wristband, followed by a flashback to WrestleMania 30, and then WrestleMania 36 when the fiend, I guess, beat John Cena. We don't really know if he actually won or not there. <laughs> uh, second, we see a goat head and a black sheet mask, followed by flashbacks to... Daniel Bryan turning on Bray Wyatt, the war with Bryan and The Fiend, and then the battles between The Fiend and Braun Strowman. Next is a crown on fire, as well as a Brock t-shirt on fire. Followed by the infamous Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins. And then we cut to a viper that strikes the camera that sends it straight into a, a flashback to all the wars with Randy Orton, including WrestleMania 33 and 37, as well as Randy burning The Fiend alive on TV. And then the camera pans up to show the face of the fiend laughing again maniacally. But then two black gloves come from behind the fiend and snap the fiend's neck, causing the fiend to drop to the floor lifeless. And we fade into a commercial. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Dude, what? We come back from commercial break. And Shinsuke Nakamura makes his way to the ring for this matchup. Two rivals coming together once again for this matchup as he is going to be taking on Finn Balor by himself in the ring. Shinsuke Nakamura is looking to rebound. He had a very strong start to Mayhem, but has quickly fallen off in many different ways. He's in the ring. Finn Balor, like we said, by himself, is making his way to the ring, cocky as ever, supporting the Bullet Club merch like he does, like he's allowed to now. He is throwing up the two sweets as he gets into the ring. The bell rings, and immediately Nakamura rocks Finn Balor with a single leg drop kick out of the gate. Nakamura stays on the attack quickly, finally sending Balor over the top rope to the apron. Nakamura comes running towards Balor, but Balor hits him with a forearm. But then Shinsuke knocks him with, uh, knocks him down with an enziguri, knocking him to the knocking him loopy, loopy on the apron. There we go. I'll finally get it out. Uh, <laughs> Nakamura gets on the apron, goes for a dragon st- a sleeper suplex, but Balor blocks and plants Nakamura with a brain buster on the apron. Nakamura falls to the floor in pain. But Balor looks up and is starting to climb to the top rope. And he goes for a coup de gras from the top rope to the floor on the outside. But Nakamura dodges it. Balor crashing to the floor, grabbing his ankle, holding his ankle. Can Finn Balor recover as we take a commercial break? Uh, we come back from commercial break and Nakamura, uh, Nakamura and Balor both are down. Uh, after the commercial break. During the break, we saw that the Good Brothers came out to help Finn Balor get the advantage, but Finn is still not 100% after the coup de gras from the, to the floor. Finn goes for a... Sp- uh, f- wow, I'm having a stroke. Finn goes for a sling blade, but Nakamura reverses it into a deep six from out of nowhere. Nakamura drills Finn Balor with an exploder suplex and goes for the Kinshasa, but Finn uh, hits a huge drop kick, bouncing Nakamura off the ropes and directly into a 1916. Covers him one, two, three. Finn Balor gets the win, but not after Nakamura got a lot of offense on him. But immediately after he gets the win, Nakamura, or Finn Balor and the Good Brothers just start to put the boots to Nakamura. They're beating up Shinsuke. A camera cuts backstage, though, and we see AJ Styles is laying in the gorilla area with a chair over his head, knocked out completely. 
and Kenny Omega comes running to the ring with a steel chair in hand, and he hits the ring. Finn and the Good Brothers bail from the ring. As he checks on Nakamura, Kenny grabs a microphone, and he says, Finn, this ends now. I am sick of you running around like you own this place. This match between you and I was going to happen at some point, so why wait any longer? Next week, we go one-on-one. No interference, wow. no interruptions, no disqualification, just me versus you, and I end you once and for all. And we cut to commentary, Michael Cole saying, we have to get confirmation on whether this is actually going to happen or not. Hopefully this match becomes official. But next up for our final segment, Seth Rollins is going to be here to air out his grievances once and for all as we cut to our final commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and on commentary, they say, next week, our main event is officially set. It is now official. Kenny Omega will go one-on-one with Finn Balor as the Bullet Club is banned from ringside, and if any member of Bullet Club shows up, every member of Bullet Club is fired from Mayhem. John Cena will continue his open challenge to the roster, and for the first time ever, We were having double contract signings at the same time. CM Punk and John Moxley, as well as Becky and Bailey, will have a contract signing for their championships and so much more. Disaster. And a broken, battered, beat up Seth Rollins is slowly making his way to the ring. He is not doing the normal dance stuff that he does, but he is doing the motion to the crowd for them to sing along with him. He gets into the ring with a microphone in his hand. The crowd is singing along. They're singing his song. They are ready to hear what he has to say. And he says, listen, I know Triple H and the rest of Revision are here. I know they're listening to what I'm saying, but there are some things that I just need to get off my chest. First off, Samoa Joe You really love being the outcast of the groups, don't you? I mean, honestly, what benefit did you get from helping Hunter the first time around? You got nothing. Because that's what he really thinks of you. You're nothing to him. Which leads me to Kevin. Kev, you you and I are very similar. We come from the same background in wrestling. We both have worked extremely hard to be here. And we both fell into the trap that Hunter has set. He will use you and then lose you without blinking an eye. He comes from the same code as the McMahons. In the long run, you mean absolutely nothing to them. Which leads me to you, Hunter. You have really been at the top for way too long. Your reign of terror, once again, is coming to an end. And what a glorious end it will be. But until then, you are going to pay for everything you've done to me. For everything you've done to Wardlow. FTR, and everyone else you've wronged in the past. You are going to regret everything, but from behind, a man in a hoodie and mask jump from the jump the barricade, slide into the ring, and just start attacking Seth Rollins from behind. He begins to lay in the punches over and over and over again. The man in the mask pulls Seth Rollins up and plants him with a pedigree. Regal and security come running out to the ring. The masked man bells from the ring through the crowd. Medical comes out to check on, to check on him as Regal looks at him. Triple H... Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe are now all on the ramp. They are all walking out there, so it wasn't any member of the of Revision. They're all on the stage, and it's face-to-face with Regal, screaming at each other. Triple H says he doesn't know who that was. He's telling the truth. 
We have to find out. We have to go. We are running out of time. Hopefully we find out more on this situation. Hopefully we can have a medical update on Seth Rollins next week as well. We will see you next week for Mayhem. Interesting. <laughs> Again, I have some theories. I'm not yep. going to say it. You I, can tell me off air. <laughs> I'll tell you off air who I think it is. Good show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, man, Steel Cage not the main event? No, I know. Oh, I know. man. I, know. I was so shocked. Um, You had me with Pete Dunn. I so <laughs> thought he was going to be the one. Like, I thought Pete Dunn was getting that win. Man. I wanted it to be like that. I wanted it to be close. I don't right. these Cena squash uh, these Cena ch- open challenges. I don't want them to be like squash squash matches. Right? Yeah, yeah. I got make people look good in defeat. So, man, that was uh, you had me with Pete Dunne. Uh, what happened to the fiend? We'll find out. Oh, I'm anxious to see what happens with that. I don't know. <laughs> I have theories, but like I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's like the Bray Wyatt stuff today. Right, you have a bunch of theories, but you're never really going to know. Each week, something changes. <laughs> Each week, something is just a little different. Yep. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Very good stuff. All right, week fifteen is in the books. Next week will be the go home show for pay per view number four. As Andy alluded to, he's got dual contract signings. So <laughs> At you the same expect, time, you can expect some fireworks. Uh, no, it'll go. It'll go smooth. Okay. They always go smooth. Contract signings and wedding and weddings and wrestling, especially with Re- Regal's the one that's going to be conducting this as well. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to go real <laughs> smooth. Yeah, okay, all right. Make sure you tune in next week. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast if you haven't done that already. Give us a follow at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My name is Chris Belcher. That is Andy York. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the PBWF. We will catch you guys down the road.